Welcome to Dog Food TV. Dog Food TV is sponsored by Dog Food Store, premium sportswear brand for Cleveland football fans. So, man, let's go ahead and get right into this. Uh, the Cleveland Browns media is about as toxic as I have ever seen. They pretty much thrive on misery, uh, despair, and drama. And can you really blame them? I mean, 20 years of the team, 23 since it's been back in 99. We've gone through that in the earlier videos. You, videos, you can check that out. Why they have pretty much never won the AFC North since 99. Uh, pretty much to summarize that, they have only had a top 10 run defense two times since 1999. And the... Ravens have done that 19 times, and the Steelers have done that 16 times. The Bengals have actually done it five or six times. So you can go check that video out. We break all that down. But what I want to look at today, Andrew Berry did a an interview, and he just kind of talked about where the team is going into the bye week. And there was a few questions, and it seems like the question is by the same person. But there have been other interviews that I've watched uh, there, there have been other um, articles, other pieces that I've read, and it just seems if this team were to ever win the Super Bowl, the media would have nothing to talk about. And I would almost put money on the fact that within a month of that victory, there would be an article that says how long before they return to the same old Browns, because that's the moneymaker for them. That's the clicks that they get. Those are the video views that they get you know, on Browns fans' misery and pessimism, really. You know, it, um, it, it is definitely hard sometimes to, you know, to root for the, for the team, especially in years past. But now you actually have some consistency. And you would think with that consistency that some of the narrative, some of the questions that the media asks would change. And, you know, if I was running the Browns media person there, I wouldn't even let certain people up in the building because there's a difference between good questions, tough questions, and borderline disrespectful questions, pessimistic questions. Let's just call them flat out dumb questions. So let's go ahead and get right into that real quick. I'm gonna play a clip. I'm gonna play a few clips. And we're just going to take a look at that. So let's take a look at this first clip right here. Andrew, I, I don't think I've ever heard you deliver like a State of the Union like that to open a presser. So I'm just curious why, why you wanted to do that today. Let's pause right there. A State of the Union question. That, okay, he's never done that before, but who cares? Maybe he just wants to give you, the thirsty media, a little update on what's happening. I don't, I don't really think it's anything more, more than that. It's the buy is coming up. They, they, you know, lost the game with a backup quarterback. This is what we doing going forward for the rest of the season. Decent question, not a tough question, but a decent question. Um, we're not going to play his response. You can go, you can go watch the, the, um, the whole interview if you'd like, but, um, decent question. Okay, so not, nothing really wrong with that question. But I'm pretty sure not long after that question, you got a dumb question. Let's take a look at that one, a listen. Did you uh, revisit the trade of Dobbs? Why was that a good idea in your mind? And was the coach ever aware that it would be a possibility? Yeah. This is what you call a dumb question. 
And I'm about to show you an example of why this is a dumb question. If Andrew Barry did things without Kevin Stefanski knowing, that would be a problem. That would be a problem for Kevin Stefanski. That would be a problem for Andrew Barry because then if he has the reputation in the league from other coaches that, hey, he makes decisions renegade without getting it, getting me to sign off on it, that's going to be a problem. There's actually some video footage of a GM that did that. Let's go ahead and take a look at that real quick. Strategy to accommodate. That is a huge loss. Let me be clear. A.J. Brown, that is not an easy thing to replace. Or in a, a, I think Rabes needs to take a second here. He clearly, <laughs> that, that's quite a, quite a trade, but it's fun for the rest of us. Maybe not for Mike Vrabel, though. Yeah. So you see that Mike Vrabel had no idea that A.J. Brown was about to be traded for a first-round pick. And you see his reaction. He's pissed, as he should be, because that trade pretty much put the Eagles, helped put the Eagles into the Super Bowl last year, and the Titans really haven't been the same since. Now, that GM got fired. Do you think Mike Rabel went to ownership and said, yeah, y'all got to get him up out of here because I can't do what I need to do to put a winner on the field? when I got somebody going behind my back, trading probably my second best player away, thinking that we can just replace him in the draft with another first round pick. That was a dumb question. I don't know who this journalist is. I don't know who this guy is that asked this question, but that's what you call a dumb question. And Andrew Barry, he, don't, he doesn't want to answer dumb questions, but let's keep it going. Let's actually listen to his response on this one. So we talk about with our players oftentimes like self-improvement, right? Like the idea of like how can you do your job better? And, you know, quite honestly, Dan, um, like I look at myself the same way. Like just candidly, I don't think that I've done a, uh, in these settings because, to be honest, public speaking and talking in front of you is not my favorite thing in, th in terms of the job. But um, taking these opportunities to – really do a better job of pulling back the curtain on the the really good things that are that are that are going on within the organization as well as some of the things that that we have to make improvements so um hopefully a a turn for the better or at least a turn for the more interesting for uh for you all but um that's really all that that prompted it yeah that was a dumb question because if he said yeah i did that without kevin stefanski you already know what the media would have did that would have been another set of stories for the rest of the season to sow dissension between the general manager and the coach and the head coach. And honestly, I've been I've been fortunate enough to live in a couple of different cities. And, you know, obviously, you know, I like to watch the press conferences. I like to kind of see how the teams are being covered. New York is a tough place to play. Boston's a tough place to play. There's some other cities that are, you know, somewhat tough to play. Cleveland just has a different type of media. They really just, they really just don't care. They really just don't have no respect, you know, because you, you don't respect nobody when you're asking them questions like that. You're putting them on the spot. But let's go ahead and keep going. And for the record, this interview wasn't as egregious as some of the other ones that I've seen with players, and we're going to get into one where I felt like, again, it's just like, why are you asking the player this question? You see why these guys don't want to talk to the media? Because 
They don't show no respect. And they and it and it's all selfish again. You know, y'all the, the media blames these guys when they don't make plays or when they don't play when they should or decisions that they make off the field. They get hammered for that. Nobody blames the media when they ask questions, not from a journalism integrity standpoint. They ask it from a selfish standpoint to get themselves more clicks and more views. Nobody says nothing about that. Nobody holds these TV networks and these, and these newspapers and these online sites accountable for that because it's all based on drama. Y'all saw it last year with the Deshaun Watson thing. They was gonna run that until they couldn't run it no more. And I'm surprised they're still not trying to report on that, but maybe they just felt like they, met, they, they got the coverage that they needed from it and now they're just looking for the next scandal. But that's not that's not specific to Cleveland media. That that's any national media that is looking for a scandal. But I'm talking about specifically the Cleveland Browns media that covers the team. They ask a lot of toxic questions. But let's keep it going. I'm gonna skip a little bit ahead in the interview. Let's uh let's start with a good question. I think this one's a good question. And then we're gonna get into another dumb question. Let's take a look. A listen rather. I'm a little lost on this. Did the game plan change when you put the kid in to play quarterback compared to the first, whatever, 10 scripted plays or whatever that they went? Yeah, I, you know. Okay, this is a tough question. Not a dumb question, though. It's related to the game. It's related to the game flow. Okay, no problem. We'll skip his response because that's a tough question, but no, nothing stupid about that. And I believe this is the question immediately after that. I think, I think he threw seven straight passes or something after that. It was like, I don't know. I'm watching that just as a layman go, you know, you're not helping the kid here. That yeah. Was my yeah I, I... Borderline dumb. You, you really sound like a fan asking that, but okay, whatever. Again, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe there's another way to word that question. You're a journalist. That's all you do is ask questions and write articles. All right, we're going to skip his, we're going to skip his answer. Let's go to another, let's go to the next question. I think this is right after that. Sorry? He didn't throw all week, and the game plan was pass-oriented for the working quarterback, so where's the disconnect there? I mean, if, if your number one quarterback didn't throw all week, why wasn't there a concerted effort to run the ball? Damn, I know I shouldn't have called on this nigga. I shouldn't have <laughs> called on you because you're always trying to distract motherfuckers. He just answered that. He just answered that basically on the previous question. That's what the last guy asked. You got a rookie quarterback in. You threw a lot of passes. You're not helping them out. Again, this really is a lack of respect to me, the way I look at it. Because, you know, the team is two and two. They're not the Bengals. The Bengals just paid Joe Burrow a bunch of money, and he's not delivering. They one and three, and they got a rough stretch coming. Outside of the Cardinals, I think they got next. They could lose. They could go one and five, one and four, easily. Again, the the coalition, the the media conglomerate that covers this team, and this is local. Like they don't even really get no coverage nationally, aside from the Deshaun Watson thing, but that was last year. This is the local media. Y'all know their names. I really don't 
care to know that I don't really care about who, who's asking the question. I just listen to the questions. They show no respect. They really only want to sow drama and dissension because that's what this organization has really given them for 20 years, 20 plus years. Really probably a little bit longer than that. But again, on the one hand, I can see why, but you see that the tide is turning because I bet you if you if you if you watch a Pittsburgh conference, press conference, they're not asking Mike Tomlin questions, disrespectful questions like this. I, 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 just, I really don't believe that when Lamar Jackson was going through his contract thing, the general manager that held the press conference, he got a lot of tough questions. But when I watched that, I didn't listen to any question. I was like, man, why would they ask him that? That's not really showing no respect. If that had been the Cleveland Browns, yeah, he might've got up and walked away. But let's keep it going because I don't want this video to be a, a half hour. I can sit here and talk about just the, just the disrespect. Let's go to the next question. I think this one is a dumb question. Andrew, how do you, how do you I know your guys go game at a time and one game is only one seventeenth of the season, but how do you weigh the loss to Baltimore, the health that they were in, to come in here and slaughter you 28 to three. You'll never get that game back. It's a tight division race. Is, is that how big of a setback was Sunday? That's disrespect. He knows they lost 28 to three. When you're talking about getting slaughtered and all of that, you forget that they had a rookie quarterback in there. And last year, the, the Browns beat them when Lamar Jackson was hurt. So, I mean, it's, Andrew Barry eventually asks, answers this question. He says it's one game, which it is. The Broncos got 70 put on them. It's one game. Again, it's, it's, it's really frustrating to... The media is kind of the, the, the liaison between the team and the fans, right? Because the team allows certain media to come in and cover the team, gives them access to the players, gives them access to the coaches, gives them access to the personnel. And rather than showing respect, again, I'm not saying don't ask tough questions. I'm not saying don't ask questions that are, are relevant to the season and relevant to what's happening or the person that you're asking. But don't put them on the spot. And that's what they do a lot of the time. We'll get into, I'll give you an example. Well, we'll, we'll get to that later. Let's keep it moving. And we got one more dumb question. Y'all have probably seen this one. This, this one really is just, I, Andrew Barry got more patience than me because I would have got up and walked up out of the, out of the press conference after that. Well, it's in, it's in Houston this week. Damn, I knew I shouldn't have called on this nigga. Yeah, I, How does he get rehab? Say, I'm sorry? Are you comfortable with that? I mean, isn't he supposed to be getting rehab? I, 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 didn't, I didn't quite catch the beginning. I understand he's in Houston. Correct. Yeah, I, I wouldn't confirm his location I wouldn't even so is he getting rehabbed by the team he he's he'll he is definitely getting rehab definitely resting doing everything he needs to be if I'm Andrew Barry I would tell whoever handles the media relation after that interview don't let him back up in there no more what you what you even asking me that for just stupid and then and the way he's asking he sounds like a hater he sounds like a straight hater it's the bye week He's off. He can go where he want to. He can go to the Bahamas if he want to. It's just, it's just straight hate. It's hate. It's disrespect. It's and the way he sounded. He sounded disgusted because he had work. 
covering a press conference. They got to get some new media members up in there, man, because I think that's part of the reason that this team has been so terrible. Who who wants to come play in Cleveland? We're going we're gonna to get to a player interview in a second. Let's let me let me look at no, we're about to get to a player interview right now. And this is Elijah Moore. When he first got traded, this is his introductory press conference. All right. Let's just go right to the dumb questions because we had we had 17 minutes, 15 minutes. Where we had it's longer than I wanted it to go. Let's 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 go to the let's just get it started. Thank you, Tom. Mary Kay Cabot has our next question. Uh, yes, Elijah, just just wondering what will happen and, you know, in reading all about last season, you know, what will happen this year or how will you respond in the event that, you know, you're not getting the amount of reps that you hope to, especially early on? Why are you asking them that? And I think this was the third question in this interview. Why are you asking them that? That's a negative question. What you want them to say? Well, I'm going to be pissed and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do the same thing that would happen in, in New York. This is a clean slate for the man. You feel me? He's getting a brand new opportunity. He's with a brand new team. All of that. Brand new city. And this is how y'all will. I mean, look at his face. He's thinking like. That's what I'm talking about, man. This is one of your new weapons. And this is one of the first questions you ask. Something that pertains to something negative. That's the, that's the that's why I, I do think that w whenever this window closes, it's going to take them a long time to build it back up because ain't nobody going to want to come and play for a historic, a historically bad team, at least in the 2000s with a media that is just disrespectful and push you on the spot, blow up the spot. We all know that the coaches give word track type answers after a loss. Well, you know, it was one game. We we didn't execute. You know, they played harder than we did. Yeah, there were some plays we left on the field, blah, blah, blah. Y'all already know what they say. And we know that the coaches do that. This guy ain't even played a snap for the team yet. And already you asking them about something about the previous team, something negative that happened with the previous team. It's, it's, it's just dumb. Stupid. That's a stupid question. Let's go to the next question, man. Thank you, Daryl. Tony Grossi has our next question. Hey, Elijah, you mentioned uh, everyone learns from his mistakes. Uh, the incident back at Ole Miss, did you learn from that? What did you learn from that? What? Which? In, I don't know. The, the end. The end zone uh, demonstration that oh. cost the game. Sorry, um, I had to ask. No, you didn't have to ask. No, you didn't. You just wanted to. Cause you ain't have nothing better to ask him. You ain't have nothing to ask him about the upcoming season. You didn't have nothing to ask him about what he brings to the team. You didn't ask him about what he thinks about Cleveland or what, what are his expectations for coming to play for the team with a new slate, with a new coach, with a new quarterback. You didn't ask him you, a bunch of things you could ask him. You ask him something about college. And I could understand if he was a rookie, He's already been in the league for a season. What you asking him that for? Dumb. This is dumb. You feel me? Stupid. This is a, that's a stupid question. We we gonna wrap this up, man. Cause y'all get the point. Let's go ahead and take it to the next question, man.
Thank you, Tony. Back to Tom Withers. Hey, thanks, Rob. Elijah, that's where I wanted to go with you. Um, what, in terms of what happened last year, what, what do you wish you could have done better or, or done over? Borderline dumb question, but a tough question. We'll say that's a tough question. That That's probably the way to ask a question about a departure that maybe didn't go the best way or a stint in a, with a team that didn't go the best way. So borderline dumb, but we'll, we'll put that in the tough question category. Then we got one more dumb question to cover. No, two more. Did you feel, I don't know if you felt regret or anything after some of those things transpired last year? Did you, with the way you were being painted necessarily with a narrative, did you kind of, you know, kind of take back what you said at times? Again, why y'all asking them about the negative stuff that happened with the Jets? Now, let's keep it 100. The Jets been worse than the Browns for the last 40 or 50 years. Yeah, I know they they had they went to the AFC Championship game and all that. But the Jets fans are just as miserable. You feel me? They'll tell you that. Look at what they're going through right now. Again, who cares? Who cares? That what does that have to do with the season going forward? It has nothing to do. That's clicks. That's views. You know, I really there's a part of me that wants to go research any stories that would have been written by these people asking these questions. But I don't I don't even want to give them the ad revenue for the clicks. I don't even want to do that. But let's go to the last question, man. Uh, my last thing is um, since the Jets season ended, they changed coordinators and are probably going to acquire Aaron Rodgers. So did that uh, change your mind about being traded at all? Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. Dumb. Dumb. Stupid. And, and again, the, the great people of Cleveland, you know, these are the people that write the news about the team that you consume. These are the people that have unfettered access to the team. This is the energy that they're giving off. Think about it like this. You Elijah Moore, and maybe you have a bad game. You're unproductive. You already know that not only are they gonna ask you tough questions, they probably gonna be borderline disrespectful just to try to get a reaction out of you just to maybe get you to throw somebody under the bus. There's a recent example of that. When Jadavion Clowney made some of those comments, based on my understanding, the season wasn't even over yet. Season wasn't even over. I think they still had a game to play. I think they still had to play the Steelers. And he said to the lady, y'all know who I'm talking about. He, he says to the, the journalist, yeah, they're putting specific people in specific positions to be successful, and I'm not really feeling that. Something along those lines. Rather than holding the story until the season ended, she writes the piece. Now you blowing up the locker room because now you got two people in the same position group, in the same room, the same meetings, 
you ain't even allowing them to deal with their stuff internally. You blowing the spot up. You causing drama. Now, obviously, there was going to be some changes anyway, but that's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to tell y'all, Browns fans, I'm going I'm to encourage y'all. Don't click on nothing that's negative. You know, and if they asking negative questions, y'all need to call them out on that. And I, I see on Twitter that a lot of y'all do y'all call some of these people out, but these people ain't losing their spots. I'm surprised that the Browns organization ain't telling them, man, y'all can't come up back up in here, man, because y'all causing drama real quick. The, the Kevin Stefanski, Deshaun Watson thing. Deshaun Watson said, yeah, I can't go. And he didn't play. Kevin Stefanski answers a question. He was medically cleared to play, but felt like he couldn't go. Now it is becoming a whole thing where they're saying Kevin Stefanski threw Deshaun Watson under the bus. And how is Deshaun Watson going to respond to that? that? That Why is that even a narrative? They really are is about as toxic as it get. I, I I can't think. Maybe in other cities they are. I, I don't know. But I've, I, I got some friends that are fans of different teams. But, you know, those teams have had success in the last 20 years. Like actually, you know, getting to a Super Bowl. Maybe winning the Super Bowl or getting to an AFC championship game. Which the Browns have done neither of. And again, it's just not the same group think pessimism when a little bit of adversity comes like it is with the Cleveland Browns. So hopefully the media doesn't destroy the locker room internally, doesn't create false narratives and doesn't wreck the season because that's what they're trying to do. You know, Nick Chubb for his unfortunate injury. That was the first domino, you know, and they and they kept it somewhat positive. They didn't they didn't come out negative with it. But now this Deshaun Watson shoulder injury thing, they're trying to turn it negative. You know, they're looking for something negative. When you got a top five run defense, I'm sorry, a top 10 run defense, you got a top five pass defense, you got a top 10 overall defense if they're not top five overall. Yeah, the offense needs to, to do some work to get things together. But after the 49ers game, they got a nice little soft stretch of their schedule coming up, which will be great opportunities for them to get the offense clicking for a playoff run. But yeah, man, be mindful of, 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 you know, the team that you support and how they talking about them because they, they are some saboteurs, agent provocateurs, because yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty piss poor. It's pretty sad, you know, and in order to establish a winning culture, you can't have no parasites up in there trying to sabotage what you're doing. So we're gonna do a we're gonna look at um, the 49ers matchup. Obviously, it's the bye. We're gonna look a little bit at the AFC North. Uh, we're gonna do a you know couple, do some other analysis uh, on the defense. But again, this was this was this one was way over time. But I appreciate your patience if you stuck through to the end. Dogfoodtv.dogfoodstore.com. We'll see y'all on the next one.